Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Wednesday, midweek, peak of the week. We are in our flow. Uh, look, exciting show for you guys today, as always. But before we get into it, you know I have to say mahalo to Long Drugs for all of their support. Let's make Long Drugs a part of our day. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Dave Reardon has an article in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser highlighting our home run queen, Jocelyn Allo, who arguably had the best collegiate softball career ever. Um, yeah, she is a career leader in home runs, and she is currently playing professional women's fast pitch for the Smash It Sports Vipers, and she's already making an impact. She's leading the team, batting 600, but still yet looking for her first home run as a professional. Now, this article is mainly talking about how Jocelyn Allo is continuing to fight for women's equality in sports. This has been an ongoing battle, right? Dating back to, and I've talked about it, Title IX. And if it wasn't for Title IX and the women fighting for, to, to get that going, women back, back then fighting for women's equality in sports, Jocelyn Allo wouldn't have had had the opportunity to do what she did. But there's still a battle going on, right? And one of the things she's talking about is, is that she's amazed at the fact that there are high school athletes who haven't even stepped foot on college campuses yet that already have deals in place, NIL deals in place, worth in the millions. And here she is, an All-American, two-time national champ, record holder, and she, although she does have, she did have some NIL deals while in college, nothing came close to those numbers, and she, you know, so pay is one of the biggest things, pay is one of the biggest differences when it comes to male and female athletes, and Jocelyn Allo is going to continue to fight um, until she feels, and the rest of the women in the rest of women in sports feel like hey it's 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 getting closer to par you know i'm all about it i i always say this right i have two daughters who are who are in sports who enjoy sports and i want them to have the opportunity to get big time nil deals if that was to come right to go on and play and get paid for playing the sport that they grew up playing that they've, they've sacrificed so much in doing there's no difference hey the uh, women and men both make the same sacrifices, put in the same effort. And Jocelyn said, hey, women have to work, you know, that much harder than men to, to get certain things. And so, look, it's an ongoing battle. And Jocelyn, thank you so much for stepping up, for being a voice and being an inspiration to so many um, young ladies out here who are aspiring athletes. Uh, continue to do the great work that all of those have done before you. Right? You're, you already stamped. Your, your, your legacy is already stamped in the history books. Now, the things you're going to be fighting for, you know, off the diamond, off the pitch, is going to be, is going to be something very special. So I commend you on that. Keep up the great work. And we're all so very proud of you. Mahalo. And on that note of Title IX, Cindy Lewis has an article in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser profiling. The Nawahine Okekai determined women who led the way to make Nawahine Okekai 
or reality. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Molokai to Oahu race, that channel, that 40.8 mile channel that was once known as a men only race. It wasn't until 1979, the inaugural uh, race of the Nawahine Okekai, when th that women team first finished um, that, that race and stamped that legacy on forever. And it will, at that moment, it was no longer um, a men's only race. And yeah, you can think about it, right? Back then, well, we've been talking about this, the gender inequality in sports. And I want to read a quote, and I, f I feel this is very powerful, right? By the late um, Rel Sun. And this came on race day. This was back in 1996. She said, if you give a woman a paddle, you give her something to dream on. If you give a woman a paddle, she will step into a canoe. Give a woman a paddle, and she will do the Ka'ivi channel. Give a woman a paddle, and she will join her sisters as Nawahine Okekai. And that's another thing that they talked about. This became a family. This was an opportunity for them to bond like all athletes do in the locker room, in the dugout, wherever the place may be that they get to come together and have that camaraderie. This was it for these women. This was their opportunity to do just that. And so, again, I'm going to continue to lift up the women who fought for gender inequality in sports back then, the pioneers who led the way, who opened the gates for all the women today, the Jocelyn Allos, right? Uh, the Clarissa Chuns, the Carissa Moores, all these women that have excelled in their sports and are now, I'm going to say icons, right? Global icons. People, people look up to them. That wasn't, that wasn't the case before. So I'm just, I'm happy to, to know that I get to share these stories with you guys and, and shed some light on these amazing, amazing women who led the way. Make sure you guys take a look at this article again by Cindy Lewis for a deeper dive or a bigger stroke on this one. Into the golf world we go, and anytime I think of golf, I can't help but think of Tiger Woods because that's the impact that he has made in the game. And Tiger Woods is looking to the British Open as a possible historic moment. You know, he, he came back from that accident, horrific accident. Um, doctors said he, he wouldn't play competitively anymore. Came back from that, showed up, did his thing at the Masters, and although, you know, he, he didn't win, and again, we can expect that, right? When you're coming off of an injury like that, you know, his leg literally got put back together piece by piece. Golf, you need to have that solid foundation under you. And if mechanically you start to, that starts to weather, you're not going to be able to play your best game. And so that's why Tiger Woods passed up on the U.S. Open and he is now focused on the British Open where he feels that it's getting, it's getting close to that time where he may not be able to play the game competitively at the, at the level of all the elites. And when I say competitively, that means to win it, right? Because Tiger Woods will always be able to play the game of golf. 
he could go and enter any tournament. He could probably play and be good enough to play, but that's not, that's not what, what champions do. Champions go into things with the mindset of, I'm winning this. And that's been his mindset since he was playing as a, as a little kid. And so Tiger wants to make sure that he's competitive out there and he feels the British Open, he's ready for it. And whatever happens after that, we'll have to see. But, you know, for now, I believe Tiger Woods still has a lot of great golf left in him. But I know it's not something that's, you know, going to be going on for a long time because he does feel the, the ailments of those injuries. And as a former athlete myself, yeah, I still feel some nicks uh, from my playing days. And football, hey, every week, it was like getting into a car accident. The next, the day after the games, hoo-wee, that is definitely something I do not miss. I miss everything else. But the day after games, whew, man, that was brutal. But look, nonetheless, I'm excited to see Tiger Woods. Um, you know, it's always great to see the best in the game out there doing his thing. Good luck, Tiger. All right, this has been a topic that has been probably the hottest topic in the NFL. And I'm talking about what's going on off the field, right? The concussions and now CTE, right? The, uh, that, the traumatic brain injury, which can only be discovered and looked at and studied after someone has passed away. And most recently just came out former NFL Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion, receiver Demarius Thomas. You know, his family has decided that they wanted to donate his brain for studies. And of course, CTEs, he was at uh, the second stage in CTE, which is not the worst, but it's also not good. And what CTE does is it damages those, those brain cells. Uh, cognitively, mood, your whole personality can change. He was going through depression. Uh, a lot of things happen because of the result of CTE. And it's not just football players, right? You're talking about anything that anytime you get hit in the head, hey, soccer players, boxers, MMA fighters, military uh, people, you know, anything that has that, that, that basically when the brain jiggles around in there, right, it's a reaction, right? CTE happens in almost every time that there's a contact or some type of trauma to the head and to the brain. So, um, look, we all know the risks. In, in football, it's a game that's, that's never going to go away. But we're trying to find ways to make it safer. And at the end of the day, there's risks to everything we do. Right? There's risks to everything we do. We just have to go about it smart. And that's why, man, practices has changed tremendously on all levels. Right? And if you haven't adapted this way of practice in the football field, I'm going to tell you now, practice... You, there's a time for tackling. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta bang, right? You gotta build that that uh, uh, that reinforcement, right? Especially, hey, going a whole, you know, six months, eight months, whatever, without doing it, and you come back. Yeah, you gotta break it in a little bit. But practices nowadays are a lot lighter. They're a lot. They're a lot more focused on technique, right? Because it's all about reducing that concussion rate reducing the CTE rate. And, you know, the game has changed in a lot of ways. And so just let's just make sure that, 
If you're a coach out there and you've got your team, practice very smart. Right? You don't have to. There's a lot you can do without the pads. You could, you could work on that form tackling, proper form tackling, right? leading with the, the shoulder. Just look at rugby players. They don't have any pads on out there. And I, I, I think that their concussion rate, they've got concussions, don't get me wrong, because concussions can happen when you hit the ground, all types of things. But the head-to-head, they don't have as much. They don't, they don't have that. And they tackle very, very well. So, yeah, CTEs is going to be something that's going to be talked about for years to come. And, you know, hopefully one day there's a breakthrough, ways that we can treat CTEs. All right, but look, uh, rest in peace. DT, man, Pro Bowl, just an unbelievable receiver and an even better person off the field. Hello. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Mahalo again to Long's Drug for all of your support. Let's get what we need from Long's Drug. They've got it all. Right? They've got the goodies. They've got the drinks. They've got your... Skinny Essentials, they got everything. Top to bottom, Long's Drugs has got you covered. So let's make Long's Drugs a part of our days. I'll see you guys come Aloha Friday.